welcome to the Daily Nugget. I'm Mike Conan, and this is today's Daily Nugget. Well, today we're unpacking the rest of 1 Peter 4, the first half, anyway, of this chapter. And uh, I'm sorry about missing yesterday. Our internet was out at my house. I was not able to post. So this one might be just a little bit more thorough. We're going to cover the two verses I was going to cover yesterday and today. As Jesus has received a gift, excuse me, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Okay, we talked about those the last couple of days. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay, this is coming back to that stewardship theme. And this is one of the things that I I talked a little bit about in a previous podcast, but I want to hit it home again. We cannot despise the gifts of God. We cannot downplay the gifts of God. Uh, We also cannot uh, in any way, shape, or form dismiss the gifts of God. Uh, especially for believers. Our job is to figure out what has God given me? What are the gifts that I've been given? My life, my experience, my talents, uh, all the skills that I have. What has God given me that I am to use for his kingdom? That is our job as believers is to discern that with Holy Spirit and then look for opportunities where we might be able to use what he has given us to do what he has called us to do. Um, Now, Here's where it gets interesting, okay? Um, Not only can we not despise those things, we have to recognize that God is with us in what we are doing. Uh, That's very clear here, okay? As good stewards of God's grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Okay, an oracle is, is... you know, it's like a saying, it's a speech, it's it's something along those lines. Um, and if we think of an oracle of God, we think of an oracle of God. And, you know, if you had a big boy voice, and I don't necessarily have one, but if you talked about God like that, you would be proclaiming an oracle of God. In other words, you have confidence, you have uh, a knowing that God is speaking through you as you talk and as you are faithful to his word because he's gifted you and his Holy Spirit is with you. As I do these podcasts, it's one of the reasons I do them is because I have confidence that God's spirit is speaking through me. Okay. I don't have confidence in how awesome I am and how knowledgeable I am. Yes, I've got a lot of education. Yes, I've studied the Bible. Yes, I read a lot. Yes, I pray a lot and, and try to discern as best I can what God's called me to Um, But I don't look at my abilities and think, oh, man, this is the reason this works. I look at it the other way around and think, if God is with me, I've got to treat it like God is at work and God's doing good stuff. I can't hide. I can't stop. I can't. I've got to keep going with what God has called me to do. And then he takes the flip side. So you've got the one person who's up front speaking, who has probably the highest position in the church. You know, you're the the voice. Uh, And then he says the other side, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Now, that's the flip side, right? Okay, so you're the, the silent servant. You're the one who comes alongside. You're the one who's who's getting the job done. Uh, one of my favorite uh, insights into Adam and Eve being created is, is uh, the word helper that is used to describe Eve. And I'm not saying this is all women because men have the gift of helps too. That's not what I'm saying. But the word helper in the scripture is used of God, okay? And that is primarily what it's used for. Um but it means one who comes alongside to get the job done. 
Uh, and that's what it's like to be one who serves. You're the person who comes alongside to get the job done. I will tell you, I relied on people like that. I, and anybody who's worked with me will tell you, man, Mike is pretty good at trying to get things started. He's pretty good at, at getting ideas together. Um, but boy, he really comes alive when somebody else is there to help him uh, take it to the next level and implement it. Um, and uh, Or someone is there to do the behind-the-scenes work that it takes to pull these things off. Um, and I have had many great, great men and women who have served in that capacity in ministries that I have been a part of that have been the secret uh, to the success that I had. Uh, God's Spirit working in and through them. I want to tell you the story about I went to a Willow Creek conference, which is a church in Chicago that kind of, was kind of famous in the 90s and early 2000s for hosting these Willow Creek leadership summits, okay, where everybody would go and, and learn about God and how to be, have a better, bigger, awesomer church. And it was great. I learned so many great things there. Um, one of the talks that they gave one year was on star performers. And this was super fascinating. What they found was that star performers who had starred in one place, when they went to a new place, the chances of them being a star still and again were actually pretty low. Uh, and this is not necessarily in the church setting. This is in the, the business uh, setting. And the, the person was talking about how in each case, there were people who were behind the scenes who made that happen. And um, those people often got overlooked when they were interviewing this star candidate. They didn't look at the team that the person had around them. And I've not always been the best at, at saying great things about my team and being a team leader. But I want to say this, uh, boy, you're only as good as your team. Uh, and that is true in every possible thing in life. And the way you get good at uh, church life is if everybody is thinking that God's spirit is empowering in them and everybody feels dignity about the job they have because of the calling that God has put on their life and the skills that God has given them and the joy they experience as they are doing what God has called them to do. So in everyday life and in everyday actions and all these things, listen to this last part. Um, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that Every, in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's the bottom line of what you want to create if you're in a church context. And this is what he's talking about here, obviously, uh, to some degree. But he's also talking about it in the business context, okay? Um, he's, in some ways, telling us as we live our lives that we should live it boldly. If God has gifted us with something, we should use that gift boldly. And the reason we should use that gift boldly is simply this, so that God can be glorified. God is not going to be glorified if you're sitting on your gift. Uh, God, uh, it's the, Jesus tells the parable of the talent. And one of the, the people in the parable of the talent, he's given one talent and he buries it in the sand. Uh, and then when he comes back and, and gives him the talent, the other guys have given, been given five, been given uh, two. They both double theirs, um, or excuse me, 10 and five, and they both double it. And then the one... He just holds on to it, okay? And uh, immediately Jesus condemns him and has him give the talent to the other guy. And it's a great reminder to us that what God has given to us, he intends to use. Uh, and so we need to figure out a way to use it and partner with his spirit to use it in the church, in our businesses, in the community, in our families, uh, and 
you know, if you are like, oh, I don't have any confidence, I can't do that, I can't step forward, I can't, well, then the only thing I could say to you is you need to go to the Lord. I need to ask the Lord to give you that confidence that he is with you and that he's called you to these things. Now, if it turns out you think you have certain gifts, but you really don't have those gifts, then you're going to have to deal with that with the Lord too, okay? Uh, I can't tell you what, you know, God's made you to do, but I can tell you this. He's made all of us to do different things, and we will come alive when we do what he has called us to do. Now, there are other times when God's going to call us to do things that are outside of our comfort zone. There are going to be times when God's going to call you to speak when you hate to speak, and you're to do it as if you're giving an oracle from God, okay? Like that kind of belief that the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. There are going to be times if you're a leader and you're an upfront person where God's going to call you to serve. In fact, this was one of the things that I tried to do consistently. Uh, and I think all good leaders do is you, you try to lead by example. There's no job that's too small for you. And so when you do that, you've got to trust that God is going to get you through it, even though that's not your natural strength. Uh, all that to say, in everything, to God be the glory. And I'll end it with this. This means that we need to do everything with excellence. We don't uh, live our lives in, you know, isolation. We don't, you know, bury our gifts. And when we use them, we don't just use them half-heartedly. We use them to the best of our abilities with excellence. Uh, and one of the core leadership principles I always taught at every church I went to was, let's do everything for the glory of God, which means we're going to do our absolute best, trusting that he's going to be with us. Uh, that means sometimes you do less, but you do it better. And all right, that's probably enough. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. And again, this is a double length one because I missed yesterday. And I'm sorry about that, guys. But thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. And everyone have a great weekend. Love you. And this is a ministry of our two legacy.